is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Yeah, it is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Roundtable Sessions. That's right, this week we're coming at you with a roundtable. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, it's Luke Bly, but we all know him as Master Blywalker. How are you, my friend? Oh, Matty boy, I am good. I am very yes. good. It's been it's been a spicy week again in the yes. Star Wars Sessions galaxy. Saw some family up in uh, Birmingham this weekend, nice. which was great. Birmingham. First Birmingham. Well, it's the first time I saw my mother in law in like seven months or something, six no, months, lovely. something crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might really like that. But I, I, <laughs> I didn't want to make the mother-in-law joke. <laughs> I know, but I was, I was really happy to see all my family. So that was really good. And now we've come back to Essex, mate, but I'm house-sitting. I'm actually at my brother's house, doggy-sitting and what? slash house-sitting. So if you do hear a little uh, a little huge labrador <laughs> shouting in the background it's my little niece juniper the dog hello juniper well hope so, you're doing all right juniper mate um yeah i'll throw yeah, it back to you matty boy how on earth are you on this crazy week very good mate I, as soon as you said birmingham i was like that's where newbold uh, resides and comes from so not a million miles from someone we're speaking to tonight but yeah i'm doing okay mate nice weekend with um the young padawan a uh, fairly quiet one. Saw the family again. Myself, same here. Got the family together. Uh, had a nice meal and a nice day with the kids. So, um, nice. yeah, can't really argue, mate. After the uh, shenanigans of Friday's bad batch, I was very oh. much looking forward to tonight's roundtable session. We're shaking up a bit tonight, aren't we, mate? Oh, yes. Well, we figured it's halfway through the first season of The Bad Batch. So let's do a roundtable. Let's see where we are at the moment, what we think of the series so far. Because like I've kind of, I think I've said this on a few recaps, maybe boys. It's kind of not necessarily biased, but there's, it's one thing just freshly coming out of Mm -hmm. watching an episode or a film, right? And, and then explaining your feelings, but actually, sitting on it and thinking about it over the course of a few weeks you know your feelings change so i'm interested to see what uh really to to see how my feelings have changed but also yours and Mm -hmm. also our spicy guests yes right well without any further lukey boy who has hopped aboard who have we got in this cramped cockpit this week Right, first and foremost, he is our dear friend from all the way in Oregon, but originally from Sweden. Figure that one out. It is Andreas Blum. Say hello, Andreas. Hello there. Oh, <laughs> classic hello there. Everyone likes to try and spice it up with their intro. How are you, Andreas? How's your week uh, been, mate? Oh, it's been uh, it's been great. It's been great, actually. It's uh, getting hot here. Uh, mm. <laughs> gosh, it's uh, it's uh, about a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, and uh, you know, wildfire season. So everyone is a little nervous, but doing fine. Yes, Hope well, everything is that, okay. Well, you're a busy man as well, aren't you, Andreas? Because aren't you about to catch a flight back to Europe in a few hours? I as well? am actually going back to visit my family in Sweden for the first nice. time. 
in a couple of years, of course, because oh, wow. of all wow. the shenanigans going on. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. That is crazy, man. But first and foremost, you've got the Star Wars sessions. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, uh, priorities first. Priorities. That's, that's right. <laughs> a bit priority boarding, mate. Priority uh, podcasting. He was meant to be uh, there yesterday, but he's like, no, nah, no, nah, the, the session boys have called, so I'm, I'm staying behind. That's right. I've changed exactly. the flight. Exactly. And Matty Boy, who is our other spicy guest, mate? Oh, from well, from somewhere not a million miles away from Brum, a little further north, but not much, uh, hailing from Telford, we have Stuart Sticky Pop Howes himself. Stuart, how are you, mate? I'm oh, very well, thank you. Good to hear, mate. Uh, yeah, I know you've, uh, you are a keen listener, obviously, and a lovely patron. As are both of you, in fact. You're both patrons. So, firstly, thanks for supporting the show. And, um, we've been meaning to get you on for a while. I know Luke wanted to get you on. So, what I wanted to say is no pressure. <laughs> no yes. pressure at all no i'm loving it. a big big fan of the podcast so we're really happy to be here yeah no pressure guys it's it's not like um we're putting all of the discussion points on you guys this week so i'm going on mute in a minute but yeah let you guys it. talk <laughs> <laughs> right over to stuart uh no i'm joking right, <laughs> i'm joking right so guys it's obviously been eight episodes of bad batch uh over the course of is it it's eight weeks right we've yes. had uh yes or is it seven well it's seven two weeks in one week. two in one week yeah that's right so it's seven weeks that first and foremost that is a long time for a star wars series it feels like we've not had that kind of duration of uh of a series and we're only halfway through we've not had that since a while right since rebels aired yeah is that right yeah so or resistance as well don't forget that one. <clears throat> oh that one, that one. Yes, that's right. We, I thought we said, my boy, we won't bring it up resistance. Oh, no. <laughs> we are doing an episode in it one day, we promise. You watch. How are we going to tie in Rise of Skywalker to this discussion? I don't know, but we're going to do it. Find a way. It. We love it. Right, okay. So, uh, guys, to, to put it simply, um, how are you just enjoying the overall series right now, Andreas? Do you want to kick us off, mate? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, like everyone else, I, I didn't really know what to expect when... Uh, well, first, when the announcement came, I was not super intrigued by mm. the idea. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, the the Clone Wars episodes with uh, with a Bad Batch were... Eh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not the highlight of the season for me, but, you know, it was okay. But, you know, a whole show with these guys, I wasn't really sure. Um, so going into it, I didn't have I didn't have really high expectations. I loved the um, the era that it takes place in, so I was excited about that. Um, so you know, going into it, I was you know this is going to be that nice transitional period, right from the from yeah. from the Republic to to the Empire and stuff that we haven't seen before. Um, and really, in canon, haven't really heard much about, so that was super intriguing. Uh, but it was still like, oh, but the Bad Batch, I mean, you know, this like felt like a cartoonish A-team kind of, you know, I, I wasn't really I wasn't really sold on that concept. But boy, I have been proven wrong because I'm mm. I'm into it. Wow. The cartoonish I'm, A-team concept does sound spot on as listeners know that's kind of not i didn't i I can't lay claim to that wonderful phrase but that's kind of how i thought it was i just thought it was going to be a kind of saturday morning fun kind of mission of the week romp which at the end of it wouldn't really 
account to too much, but I must stop making judgments on things I haven't seen. Uh, Stuart, what about you, you, mate? Is it living up to your expectations or don't you like it at all? No, well, if you if would have had this conversation um, before the last episode, I would have been quite lukewarm about it. I was, mm. uh, I was a bit sceptical at first, a bit like Andreas was saying. Um, it reminded me a bit like an 80s TV show, like a bit like the A-Team or, or Thundercats. You know, you've got these, this group of people with uh, special individual skills or powers. And and I thought, you, I've kind of got an old-fashioned way of looking at it in that you tune in each week and, uh, you yeah, know, what adventures are they up to this week? But I guess it's like a, a new way of doing things. It's more like a, a long film that's chopped up into bits. Because I was each week I was kind of like, um, you know, where, you know, where's this going? Each week we were kind of left hanging and, there was leading up to a big reveal and so I was a bit lukewarm at first and then the last episode kind of everything seems to have exploded and and now I'm invested in it and I want to know what's going to happen next and all the all the the seven episodes previous were leading up to this point I feel and I've kind of hit it exactly right with the midway point so now I'm hungry Mm. for more yeah there's a lot of design in that, I think, uh, Andreas, you, you, what you got to say, mate? Were you about to yeah, say something? No, no, I just, you know, one of the things that I think they did right just off the bat was it was a beautiful transition into this show, um, mm. both from Clone Wars, uh, for, for the fans of Clone Wars, but there was also the tie into Rebels, right, with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with Kanan or Caleb Doom. Yes. And, uh, and, and that was just such a brilliant way to bring in people that, were just like me, you know, I, I kind of, I have my favorite things with Clone Wars. I love certain things, but about Rebels, I kind of just bring all of those things together. It's like, no, listen, we hear you. We know what you like and you're going to enjoy this ride. And it was like, there were those hooks there right away. See the Clone Wars uh, logo just burn and become Bad Batch. And, and even the style being just Clone Wars, it's just, it sucked me in right away. It didn't take long. That's amazing. And just out of interest, while we, while we've mentioned both of those, uh, Stuart, quickly, Rebels or Clone Wars or, or Resistance? What, what's your favourite Star Wars animated show? <laughs> I'm Clone Wars all the way. Clone That's Wars. why I really enjoy this. It's kind of just tied into it, like Andrea says. Sure. Definitely Clone Wars for me. Uh, Matty Boy, what's yours? Uh, I flip flop. I think my I've got to go over my head first, which is Rebels, because it was mm-hmm. Rebels is what Clone Wars, the best of Clone Wars, would be potentially. You could condense into four, maybe four and a half, five seasons tops. I think there's a lot of episodes or arcs which weren't my favourite or were okay. Whereas Rebels, a lot of people said, oh, look, there's filler, there's filler, there's filler. But everything mm. seemed to tie up nicely at the end. It's We got what, four seasons or whatever it was of a tight story. Everything counted, everything tied up nicely. Clone Wars was a bit more scattershot. But every time I rewatched the Clone Wars, every time I think, no, this is this is top tier Star Wars. When the Clone, I know people say this, but when the Clone Wars was rocking, when it was good, man, it was it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I'd I'd agree with that. I think I do prefer Rebels. I prefer the style of storytelling to it. Feels a lot more linear. And I wonder what the reception of. Um, but what, do you know what? Before I say that, Andreas, Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, oh, I you mean, know, I, Resistance. It, yeah, hundred percent agree with with Matt. I would say that. I would say that my favorite episodes are Clone Wars episodes, right? So, mm-hmm. but, sure. but also some of my least favorite episodes are Clone Wars episodes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Rebels, kind of as a show and as a story, sucked me in more. So, so I, it's hard to say. It's really hard to compare. They're really <laughs> different. 
Um, just as a show, maybe maybe Rebels, just as an overall story and the you know the, the, the characters and character development, that was great. Uh, but when it comes to to like the really good arcs in Clone Wars, I mean that beats anything out of the water. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, that's interesting because I think I think I feel the exact same, and I feel like maybe it's timing too. Like I always uh, bring up my friend Levi, who was a few yeah. years younger than me. I had him on one of my Patreon shows, and mm-hmm. he was he was the prime age for Clone Wars. So I feel like some of the things that I find really annoying, like the skipping between timelines and and arcs and whatnot, you know, he just didn't really care about. He was just enjoying the ride. I wonder how the Clone Wars would be received if if it was released today on a Mm. weekly Disney Plus schedule. You know, I just don't think it'd be well received. And I think if people really put their neutrality hats on, they'd they'd maybe see that, Um, which kind of leads me to my next question um at the moment and we we know we're only halfway through this uh, debut season is this the strongest start to a star wars animated show yet Stuart, do you want to take that one mate definitely just because i think there's been no <laughs> weak episodes um like i said i was a bit skeptical in terms of i thought they were spending too much time building up to something instead of concentrating on the stories but the stories were still good i don't compared to what, what matt was saying about clone wars there was a lot of sifting through because I, I kind of binge watched clone wars i didn't see it when it was actually on and um, and there's a lot of weak episodes but i don't think there's been any weak episodes at all in this so far some are better than others but no episodes where i think yeah that was a load of rubbish mm. Andre, matt, mate. No, you know, I think that, I think that our boy Dave Filoni, right? He's, (laughs) he's, he's, he's learned. (laughs) He's, he's just, you know, there it's, there, there's something, it's so tight. It's so the storytelling is so on spot. It's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a neater and better package altogether, you know? And I, and I think he's really learned, how to do this and he does it great and i should have known better when i said i was negative and had my misgivings i should have just trusted feloni <laughs> he, know, he knows what he's doing you know and and he knows how to deliver so gone stuart i was just going to ask a question about that really do you think that's because they know who to pitch it to now because i think kind of previous round table somebody said that you know clone wars is definitely not a kid's show which i agree with but i think some episodes were pitched at kids. If you think about the droid episodes, you know, mm-hmm. R2 and C3O's adventures. And mm. do you think that Filoni just gets it and gets Star Wars fans? And so therefore he knows which, which sort of people to aim it at. I and- think so. I think you're right. Because um, we, we mentioned up top in the pre bad batch round tables, you know, what's the tone mm. of the show going to be? And I think it was this episode, the last one where I said, right, well, I think we've got the tone established now where there are fun, cute moments, which I love. There are serious moments, but there are also moments of you know people getting killed. You see blaster shots; you actually see them impact on people, and you know people are being killed, whether not, whether there are key characters or not. So, and obviously, Fennec Shan was wrecking shop when she was in town. So there is collateral damage, which you may maybe more so than we had in Rebels. I know we're only eight episodes in, but I think that they found potentially found the tone here. That should, and it seems to be, from what I've been seeing online and from the dreaded YouTube uh, sections, that it seems to be placating a, a lot of people. Yeah, 
And even even when you think about I just want to expand on your point, mate, boy. Even when you think Thanks, about, um, <laughs> well, it was such a spicy point. I thought, <laughs> oh, mate, let me add some filth to this. Uh, you know, like even when Omega is running away from Wrecker, like that is that is almost oh, yeah. a creepy moment, you know. Mm. And I, I always felt like with Star Wars animation, they're not afraid to add those kind of like comic-y but still scary moments like if you're a kid at the right age yeah this is really scary stuff and it's <laughs> tense stuff i'm sitting there as an adult thinking oh my days is this really where you know this story is going yeah um and i think i think that is a good thing i always like to bring up jim henson jim henson always said that it's it's good to have a, a to 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 uh, show children a healthy fear mm. right um and that's just like how uh, lots of people i forget the writer always said that it's uh the reasons fairy tales exist it's not to teach kids that dragons are real it's to teach them that dragons can be defeated yeah and chesterton it, yeah right okay right so um matty boy you know you always say you know go to tesco and go to the frozen or fragile go to the meat section and get steaks get the steak, steak. steaks up in here right and I've actually felt that a couple of times this season. I've felt like, hang on, what is, what's, what's happening here? And I think that's quite impressive for a Star Wars animated show. It's first season. When you look back at first season of Clone Wars, first season of Rebels, first season of Resistance, this stands out, man. Uh, Andreas, mate, over yeah. to you. What, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the, that age group that I don't think I'm, targeted for most animations i'm that age group that, that has the most people that say you know oh, i'm not going to watch any kid show you know i'm in my mid-40s and i grew up with the original trilogy went to see them in the theater and uh, well at least return of the jedi but uh, you know so, so i'm typically not that age group right but mm-hmm. but man i mean when these episodes are good it's like part of me just forget that they're animated because the storytelling is so great. The voice acting is so fantastic. The animation is beautiful. I mean, let's yeah. talk about the, just the, the visuals of, of a bad batch. You know, it is by far the most beautiful of any star Wars animation, uh, hands down. And, oh. uh, and I, I just, I just, you know, I get lost in the story. I get lost in the characters and I don't even think of it as, as animation. And, and if that happens, I will say they've done something right. Well, they've really, really stepped up the quality of animations. Clone Wars Season 7 was like the tease. That was the appetizer. Well, doesn't this look good? Now we're getting yeah. an extra four episodes, 16, just based on the Bad Batch. And honestly, some of the animation, when the guys have got their helmets on, just looks, a lot of it looks like they could be in real-life locations. Right. Obviously, yeah, when you take the helmets off, it's you know you can see it animated. But so the locations are so beautifully realised and rendered so well and captured that... Yeah, you don't notice it, and the space shots, the shots of the ships in space, it looks no different to what I saw on the Mando, particularly. And I mean, it looks it looked unbelievable. Mm. Um, uh, Stuart, get on the animation style. How was that? Has that wowed you at all? Are you, are you used to it, or are they? Are you just happy they keep knocking it out of the park? Absolutely, I agree with everything you just said. Sometimes some of those opening shots. I mean, my wife's commented to me said it looks like live action. Yeah. You know, it's that it's that good. It just look, it looks like, like you say, the Mandalorian and previous things we've watched is just amazing. 
Is it? Because I know you like the uh, uh, Lukey boys mentioned the animation, haven't you, mate? And you're a <laughs> mate, big, big fan of this. The animation on this. I'm so glad you lads have brought this up. The animation is ador- it, it, it is delicious. I was coming up with the word. I was like, no, I can't use that. I can't do that one. No, delicious. <laughs> you can almost yes. taste it. It's so good. Um, and it, 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 when you look back at what Clone Wars w- was, you know, I've spoken to some friends who started Clone Wars and they're like, man, the animation's so bad. I don't like it. But it really found its style, you know, around probably season three, season four. But now, mm-hmm. it, I mean, they're just playing with us, man. They're just playing with us. It, 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 it looks fantastic. Yeah. But it's, it's almost to the point where if, if the characters aren't in it with their kind of, um, what's the word? Exaggerated features. Um, <laughs> there are moments in it where I'm like, man, that, that looks like a painting or that, mm-hmm. that could actually be in one of the films. Mm. I mean, they visited Bracca, which of course oh. is from Jedi fallen order. Have you guys, Stuart, Andres, have you played Jedi fallen order by any chance? Yes, sir. I have. But I, I yeah. didn't, I, I, I love listening to your recaps every week. Cause uh, Matt always points something out that I haven't noticed. And I didn't <laughs> spot that even though they mentioned the name, I didn't, of course it's from uh, fallen order, which I've played. Such yeah. A good it's, game. It's, it's some good spots. Matty Boy Thanks, is like the biggest Fallen Order fan going. Andreas, love you, you love it. He loves it. Andreas, have you <laughs> played Fallen Order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, pl- I played through the whole thing. It, you know, and, and again, there it was the same thing, right? It's, I got so sucked in by the story. Here's a computer yep. game, right? I mean, of yep. course, I've, I, I've been, you know, playing games since, since the, you know, early 90s, late 80s even. Uh, but... Um, but like it's so cinematic and it's so immersive yeah. and and just to know that everything is is built in you know i i'm going to hear about these people again the events in this game is actually part of the of the star wars canon and and yeah. so going back to Bracca, you know and and seeing kind of that seamless you recognize it visually and yeah. uh, and that was amazing to me absolutely amazing so so it's neat to see all of these different mediums come together and tell one cohesive like meta narrative of the star wars universe it's awesome it's so nice to see that acknowledgement man it really is so nice to see that and i wish i wish star wars did this a, a wee bit more you know especially mm-hmm. telling me visiting right i mean especially visiting like <laughs> sequel planets and things mm-hmm. like that i just I, i'd love to see more of that prequel stuff just bridge everything and i think that's something that that lucasfilm at the moment could improve on a, a wee bit but i think yeah. they're getting there i think they're getting there what, what yeah. do you reckon mate boy yeah I, th- I think you're right i think in time we're, we're gonna get there I, I think we'll see more i mean the sequel trilogy planets I can't even. I look back now and think, which ones can we go back? I can't see them going back to crates. Jakku. I mean, everyone wants to go back to Jakku, but <laughs> I mean, but that was always seen as a you know backwater outpost, right and on Hosnian the edge Prime. of space. Hosni and Prime. I was going to say that's the kind of one yeah. where Takadana, that makes man. sense. Takadana. They hey recent up sorry upcoming live action maybe going back there, but. Hosni and Prime makes sense. They've mentioned that an awful lot in the books and comments. They just, not for any reason, but they name drop it an awful lot to try and obviously mm. add extra weight to the scene in The Force Awakens. But I think you're right, Andreas. Uh, that's the one, the original sequel trilogy planet, not yeah. obviously Ender or anything like that. That's the original one where I think they could go back to and it would, you know, it would add more to that scene in The Force Awakens. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I think, I think they could do a bit more with it and obviously bringing in the prequel planets. But um, I think we're all agreed that the animation isn't a surprise how good it is but we've all been naughty boys and we're all a bit 
sceptical about the Bad Batch beforehand, and now we've decided, actually, you know what, it's quite good having watched it. So for you all, we're eight episodes in there. What's been the biggest surprise of it? We've, we've all kind of had our heads turned and thought, this is, this is decent. But what is it? What's the biggest, what's the most surprising part of it? Um, Stuart, mate, what, you, you've seen it and you said you were kind of lukewarm on it to start with. So, you know, what's it been? Just, just the way it's, just the way it sucked me in so, so easily. Like it was just mm-hmm. part of my routine, you know, I pick up my daughter from school and come home and stick the bad batch on and then listen to uh, the sessions recap. But, yes. And as, like I say, so that was just part of a routine. Then just slowly over the weeks, it's just got better and better. And the more they kind of reveal, the more, um, sort of adventures they go on and, and more is uncovered and then just leading up to uh, spoiler alert with you know Cad Bane in the last episode oh, and it yeah. just left me absolutely hungry for more I was like bring on next week whereas before it was just like I said it was just a routine and so the mm-hmm. most surprising thing is that I'm now at this point where I just bring it on I want I want some more I want to know what's happening next and you know the mystery surrounding uh, Amiga and what, what's she all about and I'm absolutely can't wait so, yes, mate. So, so, yeah, that's a fantastic question. So, Stuart, if last week's episode didn't go the way it did, right, and it was kind of like another episode where Amiga learned to use the trampoline or something stupid in Star Wars, <laughs> right? Like, would you be sitting here now and, and, and be thinking, do you know what? This season isn't going anywhere. It's a bit lame. Do you, do you think the last episode really like, had that much of an impact? Yeah, it had an impact in that if I'd have sat here... Oh, what I'm not saying is that all the other episodes were rubbish. The, mm. the episode last week made all the other episodes make more sense and, mm-hmm. and kind of lifted them a bit. So if I was to go back and watch them, I'd be watching them with different eyes now. Because like I say, it's all been leading up to this point, this halfway point where it's just left uh, left me wanting more. It's the halfway Man. point of season one as well. And we know this is a multi-season show. Again, we don't know if that's two seasons, three, four, whatever, but... We're only eight seasons into the first eight episodes, sorry, into the first season, and the spice is already bubbling over. Cad Bane, come on, uh, Andreas, mate. What's what surprised you the most about this first half of this season that we were all kind of a bit ambivalent about? Well, you know, first of all, I just got to echo what Stuart said. Uh, you know about the the reveal with Cad Bane in the last last yes. episode, because that was uh, I, I didn't see that. So obviously, there is this mystery figure, right? And I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this with my 15 year old son and we're, we're sitting there, you know, and we watch every episode together and, and, nice. and I say, Oh, Oh, who is it? Is it, Oh my gosh. Is it, uh, it's probably Fennec Shand, right? It's a, it's a bunny hunter. It's a, Ooh, is it Boba Fett? Are they bringing in Boba Fett? Is it, and then, you know, they just kind of pan up. And this is the first time watching the bad batch that I get off the couch, drop on my knees, point at the TV and just go, Cad Bane! It's Cad Bane! Yes! <laughs> it's a nice hat. Yes, Cad. <laughs> it's a no, nice it was, hat. It was, it was, it was so rewarding and I absolutely <laughs> loved it, you know? So, uh, so that's, that's fantastic. More, more Cad Bane. I'm happy. I'm oh, yeah. big fan. So, uh, but that being said, you know, I think what surprised me most, though, about about the show up to this point is, well, first of all, of all, how I'm not annoyed with Amiga. Mm, I, I can, I can mm, see that. You know, I, I usually when you have, you know, you, you have a, a kid character, you know, it's just kind of annoying. It's it's a little too much, and oh my gosh, uh, Michelle Ang, right? Is her yeah. name? Yep. Yeah. Doing a fantastic, 
fantastic job. I mean, the most beautiful and adorable accent ever for that character, and Peak. and 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 just just so. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic though i and i and i love it yeah. and she's and she's so adorable and so you know some of my favorite some of my favorite moments so far are moments with her you know like mm. when they first go into hyperspace it's like i i was sitting there and i kind of just put my hand on my chest i'm like oh it was yeah. it was just it was just incredible i mean the emotion that they that they're able to convey and so, so what surprises me the most is probably that I actually care about these characters, because mm-hmm. again, I thought they were just kind of flat, you know, comical uh, or a comic, you know, really stereotypical characters, you know, yeah, like but, cliche almost, right? Tick, yeah. tick, you know, his technology, you know, and wrecker wrecks <laughs> things, and hunter hunts things, you know. It's like, you know, come on. But I an actually echo care about echo. these characters, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, echo. I used to. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was gonna say. Um, uh, Andreas, to be very honest there about his reactions, I, I think I'm a similar age to uh, Andreas, and uh, yeah, so I'm an uh, original trilogy boy all the way. And I try, to, I try my best to be a cynical Star Wars fan. You know, I don't need, I don't need to see Cad Bane. Uh, I don't need to see Luke Skywalker. We don't need to go back to these players. And then, as soon as Cad Bane appears on the screen, I'm there all the way. I'm yeah, proven wrong. Drop, right? drop into the ground. Oh, it's just amazing. So I've given up on all that. I love it. Bring it on. Um, but yeah, I, I agree as well about uh, Omega as well. Um, she should be annoying, but she's not at all. Right. I can't quite work that out. Yeah, I, 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 I can see a few people thinking that as well. And there's also the similarities with uh, Grogu and the Mando and another youngster potentially force sensitive with another group of, you know, like unfit fathers. But it, they're, they, they're getting it right. Um, yeah, my most surprising element, put it very short, is yeah, I really, really like these this group of characters. That's that's my most surprising moment, uh, and obviously Lad Bane being back as well. But uh, Lukey boy, what about you, mate? Because you, you, you and me were the same. We were we went into this with open minds, but not necessarily the most excited hearts. So, what surprised you the most? So I'm going to be uh, the cynic then, since everyone <laughs> seems to be happy. Uh, no, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that Ahsoka's not turned up yet, just because you know Dave Filoni, and I kind of hope it stays that way. I'm, yep. I'm kind of hoping that we don't see Ahsoka because I don't think mm-hmm. we need to see her. Um, yeah. Joking aside, I'm going to have to agree with the guys. For me, it's Omega. I'm not annoyed by Omega because I what I, I had a sneaky suspicion. The, that w- that could have been a slippery slope where mm-hmm. it's almost where you're explaining things to characters in the show are explaining things to Amiga, they're in turn explaining things to the audience. They're mm-hmm, dumbing it all down, right? And I was, I, I was thinking, oh man, that's the only thing. This could be even more. This could be like a step back from Clone Wars Season 7. And I think actually that was a... a, a quite widely thought opinion, you know. Um, but no, Amiga was fantastic. And like uh, I think both the guys have said, all you guys have said, she's been integral to this story. She is mm. so important to this story. And the, 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 the points of this show, well, I actually care. And I actually feel like, man, this is such a good Star Wars show. It is just so good. Those moments are when Amiga uh, is involved. And so I think now, if I was to look at this show and think, yeah, do you know what? Let's take away the young lass, right? I think actually this would get old really quick. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, there's no, there's right. almost no point. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think, Matt? I think you're right, mate. It's, they ran the, ran the risk of being either too cutesy, too much of a, uh, fabrication of what they've already done on Mando or just like you said an exp- a reason for an exposition dump or as we've kind of alluded to other guys just not very good but the way they've written it and the way that they've uh, teamed her up with Wrecker especially those two have got that bond and uh, the moment when she had when she got her own room then she thought uh, and in the first episode yes. hyperspace and all that kind of stuff it's little moments every episode seems to open with her being taught something whether it's how to fire her light bow or whatever, but it never feels like you're being whacked on the head with, look at this new character you can buy merch with. It feels mm. like you say essential and organic to the, um, to the, to the episodes, to the show in itself. And I think it would be a bit, I think it'd be a bit stale without that. And I don't want necessarily every animated show to have that dynamic, but I think in this instance, I think it kind of just, it just softens up what could otherwise be a, you know, a literal and physical t- a tough watch you know just a couple of big fellas going around shooting things now yeah. we've got another reason um i also wanted to quickly just shout out to the martez sisters i wasn't a big fan of them in season seven but i think they were i think they were used really well in this uh first season for in the episode they were in um and i think they were the fact that they were in it opens them up a bit more gives us a bit more story on them and you know, it, for for some people like me, it made me realise you know they're not that bad after all. Um, Andreas, mate, what, what are you saying? Well, I agree with that. First of all, it was really nice to see character development for for the sisters and mm-hmm. uh, and for them to show up. I think I think that was appropriate. I never I never thought I wanted to see them again, uh, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. It was it was it was actually a, a, a nice nod. And for them to. Um, to, to then connect the clones with uh, with Rex made sense mm. as well. By the way, shout out to Strider scene when he's sitting yeah. there under his his uh, hood, very very Lord of the Rings. Shout. Yeah, um, very Lord of Rings, very Aragorn, isn't it? I, I said that to my son when we watched this. Look, it's Strider. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, I you know with just going back to that scene that you mentioned before matt with um, that horrible scene when wrecker is on his rampage you, you know when the when the chip is activated and and he's he's hunting uh, amiga in the in, in the ship it's horrifying it's just you know and that's when i realized i actually care about this character i'm like come yeah. on come on you know and, and and it was a lot of emotional weight in that scene and and it really surprised me yeah hmm. yeah what about you Stuart, mate yeah, what's what's obsessing me is is that what is she or who is she? There's there's, there's got to be something about her, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of watching her like a, a hawk in every episode. And I've, there's this there seems to be a connection with Hunter. That they've got she's got this um, relationship with Wrecker, which which they kind of obviously play big. But there's something about there's a connection with Hunter along the way. She, yeah, they, they, those two kind of hit it off first, and mm. you know, she she rescued him. She in episode, episode three. Um, yeah, I just, I just wondering what it is about, and I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, I'm not going to sit here in the uh, in the presence of Master Blywalker, who correctly predicted Luke Skywalker turning up, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and predict what's going to happen to uh, Amiga. But I just, it's just really uh, playing on my mind about what it is. Is it something to do with cloning? Uh, surely it's too early for uh, you know Snoke and the Emperor and things like that. So, or is it the early? I don't know. Is the Mandalorian going to deal with that? Um, what do you what do you what do you think, Stuart? What what are you leaning toward the most right now? If you had to pick one theory, I've absolutely no idea. 
<laughs> absolutely no idea. But, but the, the thing that's uh, you, you say, hey, what you love the character, and, and me too. So the thing that's troubling more than anything is it surely there's got to be some tragic ending, hasn't there? Because yeah, is it, is it like a soaker where they've got a, they've written in a really popular character and now they're going to mm-hmm. write write around it and, and write her into the other stories? But surely mm-hmm. we, we're looking at the end of the clothes and the start and the beginning of you know the elite squad, the stormtroopers. So oh. is, is is there going to be some <laughs> tragic? Sorry to uh, bring the tone down. But well, what- listen, I, I tell you what, Stuart, there's more of a chance of uh, little baby Amiga being at the Battle of Endor than flipping Rex, mate. So, <laughs> like, I'm telling you. I'm telling he, had, you. he had a beard. He had a beard. Rex is alive. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. Accelerate he's not aging. Happening. He's not happening. And that's <laughs> one of my favorite moments of Bad Batch was like, oh, wow, you must be a gen- first generation clone. Uh, what? Why'd you say that? And it's like, oh, because you've got lines on your head. It's like, yeah, how old is the guy? Like, in universe at like 12 or something he's already got wrinkles come on uh, anyway i'll get off my soapbox but yeah anyway back to you guys but i'm gonna can i step back up on the soapbox for a second absolutely mate get up uh, on that box man I'll, I'll take it over uh so so you know i always i always kind of had this in my mind that the clones have accelerated aging up to like adulthood and then it kind of slows down and their normal age, because that would make sense. You know, you make soldiers, but you want the soldiers to last and not get too old after, you know, one tour. Makes sense. That was, but then there was that line that, that Lukey boy mentioned in this last episode or a couple of episodes uh, ago. And I'm like, oh, dang it. They just shot holes in my theory. It worked so nicely. <laughs> so, so, so now I'm like, yeah, maybe he's a little old for Endor, but, you know, I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, what can I say? Mm. Yeah. I'm still. Amiga seems to, seems to have. Amiga seems to have similar abilities, doesn't she? To to Hunter, um, I don't know if I'm reading too much into yeah this kind of this intuition or it's, it's a bit of a rubbish superpower. But um, they said in the first episode in there that she's got this. It makes her inquisitive and. Well, well, let's do it. Let's let's talk Amiga because in that first recap, mm-hmm. I remember saying, mm-hmm. "Is she force sensitive? Because or has some kind of a." Uh, foresight because she says to crosshair which she also mentioned in this episode episode eight sorry the most recent one upon recording that in in the brig when she says i know what you're going to do crosshair it's not your fault you can't help it and in this episode she when she's trying to reason to crosshair uh, sorry i must stop saying it in episode eight when she's reasoning to crosshair saying look you know i mean who on earth is crosshair anyway who is crosshair oh sorry sniperhead when she's like (laughs) sniperhead sniperhead no and then he's like (laughs) and then crosshairs it's like everyone just train your weapons on the girl for (laughs) so um yeah amiga i thought up top she has either got some kind of foresight or force sensitivity because they're kind of hinting that she may have i don't think she's i don't think she's a hybrid or uh, i don't think she's got all of the bad batches power because she's never she, you can tell by the way she can't use the bow she hasn't got record strength so and i think mm. that may push that one out of the question but let's talk a bit about omega then lads and what do you think's going on obviously Stu's brought up the point uh earlier on and lukey boys also mentioned as well like where, where where's her story going all the bad batch for, uh as a whole so andreas mate you know omega you're surprised by her where, should, where, where are we going with her Surprised by Omega. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. It does look like she has some kind of premonition. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that is hinted at. And I don't think that's an accident. Where that's going to go is she's force sensitive. Is this part of like cloning engineering that she has kind of a, you know, developed sixth sense or, or just pattern recognition? I don't know. Um, 
Maybe. I mean, it doesn't have to be the force necessarily, Um, but maybe so. What I'm interested in is where the story is at right now, though, because the Kaminoans want her back. Yeah. uh, Bad. Mm. And the Kaminoans also mentioned that they need a new gene pool to make more clones from because Django's gene pool has gone bad. Good point. Uh, I forgot about that line. So my question is, well, is that why they want... Because they said, you know, well, we have an idea of where we can get it and we were kind of left hanging. The question now is, well, are they talking about Omega? And they want to now base clones off her. But that's like a copy of a copy. So is that a good idea? You know, she's a clone herself. I don't know. But but I, I was kind of making that connection and seeing, is that actually what's going on here? I don't know. What do you think? That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. That because obviously in our heads we're thinking who could be the next uh, host the template for the clone army, which we know, or for the next clones batch of clones, which we assume canonically never happens because we know there are no clones are in the original uh, trilogy era or in the time before that. So, but Amiga is that is that why they want her back so much because they believe they've created the perfect clone, if you will, and she's going to be the template. That's that's interesting. Plus. A clone of a clone, Django Fett's uh, material is degrading. So, what's to say that uh, Omegas would last any longer? That's a good point, uh, Luke, mate. What, what, what's on your mind? Yeah, no, I was actually going to say that is a really good point because hmm. that's what the Kaminoans were really desperate for, right? Yeah. They, were, they were looking at, like, right, effectively, what is their next product to sell to the Empire? And we know that, although it feels like a, a long time ago, uh, we know that Tarkin was on Kamino reviewing the clone troopers, reviewing their processes, and, and deciding, well, who is going to be the armed forces of the Empire, the future imps? And uh, the, the Kaminoans are probably thinking, right, what are our options here? Because they probably want an upgrade from the uh, classic Django clone. So mm-hmm. what next? So uh, maybe there's a good chance of that. Because I, I got the impression that at the start of the season, that was going to be actually quite a big theme of the show. But it seems like since, I don't know, maybe episode three or, or thereabouts, it, that kind of hasn't been picked up again. You know, not saying they have to pick it up anytime soon, but, you know, it, it, that would be nice to kind of find out what that is, uh, what, what's going on there. Um, yeah, that's just my thoughts. But I, I, do you know what, man? Like, with this Amiga and all of this talk, it, it just reminds me of the point of Star Wars, and I just want to go back to... Oh, no, Stuart, go on, mate. You you, you, you jump in. You jump no, in. I was just going to hop on, hop on all the points you've made, really, and... and is it a case that she's like this perfect clone? You know, because they didn't they didn't meet by chance, did they? At the mm. start in the first episode, mm-hmm. she sought she sought them out yeah. and during the during the Emperor's oh, speech, true. and she spotted them, and and it was it was Hunter that she spotted first, and he spotted her and looked up to her, and and there was there was a she mentioned something to Echo as well when Echo was being treated. She says, "No, I don't like being hooked up to machines either." And there was that That's line right. there, because they said she, there's five uh, like enhanced clones, and we all thought, yeah. in our hubris, it was Echo, but it, she's one of the she's the fifth enhanced clone, isn't she? Yeah, because there was, a, there was an episode where she shot uh, Crosshair's um, gun, and they said, yeah. "Oh, how'd you, how'd you do that?" She said, "Oh, I just picked it up and, and fight her." So yeah. she, she got a mixture of all their abilities or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing uh, things in the air now, trying to come mm. up with a theory. It, well, there's there's the thing is the good thing is. I like that they are keeping this mystery going. Some of the other things they've they've um, they've nipped in the bud or they've 
uh they've already uh, completed that story now where they've given us the answer to certain questions but with amiga you know they, they're they keeping it going without kind of nodding too much there's no kind of who's the girl kind of lines in this it's just oh she's the fifth enhanced clone you know there may be something special mm. about her but for the first mm. you know for the last few episodes she's just part of the gang she's part of the she's part of the batch they're not constantly saying oh, she's so special or oh who she is descendant of they're not purposely kind of pointing and like uh highlighting it so i think that's quite handy and the, the mystery is going to live on for a bit longer and obviously the hope is that they stick the landing but at the minute i have no idea what that landing could entail so i'm open uh, for most things lukey boy it'll, it'll be a happy landing whatever it is Another oh, happy landing. another happy landing. Yeah, we love it. Well, so where do you think? Good. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's right. We had to get <laughs> Sexton in there. Yes, uh, yeah. So, where do we think this series is going? So, we've spoken about the past. We've spoken about the first eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Where is it going? Because we've already mentioned Cad Bane's back. Uh, they've, yes. they've kind of tied up a few loose threads. They, as Matty Boy, uh, cleverly picked up in the last episode. We know that the Kaminoans basically—it's pretty much confirmed that they sent out uh, another bounty hunter, implying that you know both Cad Bane, Big Daddy Bane, and uh, our girl Mingna Wen. Remind me of her name again. Um, uh, Fennec Shand, Shand, the blue beak Shand, Fennec Shand, yeah. Fennec Shandy was sent Finnick. out. Fennec, take. Echo, they were sent out to, to you know, um, get the girl. So, I don't know. Where, where's this going? Where is this going, guys? Who wants to take that one, guys? That's Stuart, mate. Where are we going? I really, I think it's all, for me, it's all surrounded Omega. I think mm-hmm. I think everything's going to surround her. There's something leading up to, to what she is and, and who she is. What that is, I've, I've absolutely no idea, but I think the whole series... Is leading up to that. Part of me wants to see uh, Crosshair come back to the Bad Batch. I don't think that's going to happen now. Well, he's, has, has he gone too far? To, especially after they fried him in the last episode. <laughs> is it? Well, that is the <laughs> one of the big questions that we haven't really mentioned on this episode, and it's it's not even a question. It's just Crosshair himself. I mean, he's they've used him so well. I think they haven't just gone back to him all the time. He de- he defected. Well, was forced to defect, and then he they obviously took out the civilians on Onderon and then he came back in this episode and um, proved that he's an absolute menace, a threat, but then got, then got burnt and, you know, could be, could, you know, put a death trooper mask on him. You never know, mate, but Crosshair is going to be part of the key to all this. And on, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting point you make there, Stu. What do you think, Andres, as well? Just on that as well. What do you think is going to happen in the season? But Crosshair, do you think he's coming back? Because a lot of people seem to think it's a done deal that Crosshair's coming back to the batch. Well, it's Star Wars, right? So mm-hmm. so I think that there will be some kind of return or redemption in some mm-hmm. way. Um, will it be mm-hmm. in this season? Will they uh, delay that to the second season? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I could see, you know, after after a lot of development that, that our sniper head would actually mm-hmm. do something to maybe even save Omega, you know, that there will be something that gets through to him. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, I think- and, and he will redeem himself, but I don't know if that's going to be anytime soon or if it's going to be much later, later. Right. But I, I think that's a great shout because I don't think redemption necessarily has to mean that he's fully 
back immersed into the uh, Bad Batch gang, the Bad Batch <laughs> Mandems all over again. You know, I don't, don't think it's going to go that way. But yeah, maybe a sacrificial death or something like that. Sacred yeah. Amiga. That does seem kind of like the obvious one, maybe echoing the Ben Solo thing. Right. Um, yeah. Any any other points, Matt? Uh, on you mentioned Ben Solo, Rise of Skywalker. I don't actually want Crosshair to come back to the good again. You know me. I'm not because I'm some sort of dark side lover or everything's got to be bad. But um, I'd like to see uh, an arc where you know the Crosshair was once part of the Bad Batch, but he doesn't get redemption in that sense. He is just he's been uh, he's had his mind uh, turned literally, and that is him now. You know, like I kind of hoped we got in in the Rise of Skywalker that you know kylo ren stayed as kylo ren because it wouldn't have then mirrored anakin and vader as much so part of me hopes that crosshair doesn't come back to the bad batch he could then do as you guys have said a sacrificial death or something where in the eyes of the bad batch and that he's like right you know our brother helped us in the end but you know he was still you know pretty bad to the end i don't really want it so at the end of this season he's like oh sorry about trying to kill you so many times guys omega sorry <laughs> for trying to shoot you in the face but uh, i'm now one of the guys and then season two everyone's back together and i don't know i think the di- the dynamic has changed now where i don't think you can just come back and be mates again uh, or mm. am i or am i looking too far or am i being a bit too you know pessimistic there no, oh, I, I, I went back and watched um this the arc in um, in Clone Wars, and I forgot how sinister he sounded in that as well. He kind of had that same, <laughs> yeah. same sinister tones to him. So he, he kind of suits the kind of main protagonist of, uh, of this at the moment. So mm-hmm. I, I, he was my favourite one. So I kind of wanted him to come back, but no time's gone on. I don't, I can't see a way back. I, I agree with Andreas. I think if there was, there'd be some sort of redemption arc in terms of you know, a, a sacrificial death, but not. Not just not just rejoin. It's a bit like Vader, isn't it? Killing innocents, then getting fried, and you can't hmm. just, can't just walk back into into the good side. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Once you've done all those bad things, Luke, Lukey boy, you're bad to the bone, surely. Well, it's hard, isn't it? It's it's mm-hmm. it's hard, and that's one of the reasons why they kill off Vader and ben solo and there's a lot of people that disagree with that right course, but it's, yeah. it's it's really difficult because in practical terms if ben solo or or vader was was you know alive at the Survived, end of their yeah. respective trilogies you know what are the consequences yeah yeah what are the consequences because people are going to be queuing up and saying right let's need we need a like a nuremberg style trials on these guys yeah. you know yeah, like want to lash him yeah exactly Exactly. Whereas for storytelling reasons, it's it's almost dare I say convenient to to kill them off. Yeah, that's the truth, right? No, that is right, the mate. truth. It is convenient, and so dare I say, this is more of an issue for the films. You know, that's actually a really good topic for a main discussion, mate. Yeah. Boy, note that one down. <laughs> <Not> uh, <laughs> but yeah, joking aside, like I just don't think they have that kind of time to tell that kind of story and to explain why someone who's done these awful things shot down civilians done all these awful things would be allowed to happily live again in the bad batch without any consequences right especially for an animated show so i think if there is any sort of kind sort of return it's going to be in spirit only right so (laughs) he's going to sacrifice his his life like kind of like what the lads were saying anyway so i guess the answer you could just the easy answer is the inhibitor chip made him do it of course but to the outside that's true but at the same time 
you know, people out the, the 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 families of the civilians that were murdered and under on probably wouldn't really care about this inhibitor chip. They'd want justice. You know I, I mean? did and, not. I, I'll be honest with you. I did not think of that. I did not think of that. Does that change things, Andreas? I know you were saying about. No, I think, does that I change th- things? I think it does to some degree, actually, because it was it was they made such a point of that in that episode, right? Where where um, where he was sort of fighting it, and they had to you know enhance the effect of the chip or enhance its its hold on him. So it's very obviously you know he's been robbed of his free will. He wouldn't go down this deep. If it wasn't for the chips, so yeah, I, 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 I guess you could say that some of the blame would be taken off him, and I would also probably say that another thing that that maybe would make us as viewers a little bit more sympathetic and would be if this Operation War Mantle, right? If if oh. if if that means that you know in this facing out clones they're going to literally decommission them and maybe even kill them off if it goes that mm-hmm. dark i don't know if it, if it will but that that's really dark but if he then becomes an enemy of the empire just because he's a clone he has nowhere else to go and that yeah. in combination with the chip somehow being deactivated and him seeing you know you know having kind of remorse for everything that he remembers doing but not being in control of we might be more sympathetic to him and there might be a story there, but I'm not sure. Mm. Stuart, mate? Yeah, I, was, I was just sure that the, the chip is a way out um, of kind of his, his bad deeds. Because you think about Vader and Kylo Ren, could blame the dark side of the Force. You know, it wasn't at the end of Return of the Jedi, it was Anakin, not Vader in the end. And at the end of Rise of Skywalker, it was Ben Solo was back. So he could have blamed it all on, it was Kylo Ren, it was the dark side of the Force. But Andreas <laughs> makes a... Vantrace makes a really good point, actually. I never thought of that he's going to become an enemy of the Empire, that he's going to be surplus to requirements um, one day. That could be his his kind of way out in his his punishment, if you like. He's he's kind of dumped by the Empire. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. uh, We we, we hadn't really thought about that. Is that, you know, maybe if the Bad Batch don't want him, which, let's face it, if he does... uh, regain control over his mind they probably will have him back but if they don't then he is in absolute limbo i mean what do they what do they do then and uh, you mentioned andreas mentioned you know could they literally decommission the clones like they did with the droid army they just switched them off obviously mm. the bad batch have removed their chips now and people like rex so they wouldn't be affected so there's that would be fairly interesting as well if they went down that route of like uh, they would literally be the, the last clones the new omega is the literal last clone as of yet and they would be the last of them as well. So th- that's very interesting point you bring up there, Andreas. Have you, yeah, have you that, got so more that's, to yeah, and yeah, that's my question. Do you? I I cannot think of any any appearance of a clone with a functioning chip after the clones have been decommissioned in in any story that I'm familiar with. But I might be missing something. Do you know of any? Um, what about? Was it the uh, what's it called? Is it the the treasure of Count Duke, or if it's called, where they'd they'd frozen that clone. He was put in carbonite or whatever, and then he woke up in the, in the sequel trilogy era, and he was just like, "What's going on?" I can't remember who it is now. Uh, somebody out there will probably better tell me who it is. I can't remember. But is that it was, what? That's I, canon, or yeah, is that yeah, EU? No, it's it's canon. It's in one of the short stories. Uh, oh basically, my word. it was one of the Sidon Athano or Blyden Athano. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh. They went to Count Dooku's <laughs> ship or, or something. I can't remember 
again, excuse my cannon card being handed in, uh, to thinking that there's going to be a load of treasure in there because it's Count Dooku. It turns out that there was actually a clone, you know, frozen in time essentially, and um, so he'd been frozen for forty odd years, or however long it was, thirty years, and woke up in this different era. And I'm assuming the chip was still uh, in his in his head, but at the same time, if he'd been uh, in carbonite or whatever, whatever it, I, I imagine it would have wouldn't have been affected. So yeah. that's the other than obviously the the clones who have transitioned into you know kind of quasi stormtroopers. I can't think of any that have been in significant roles. I'm guessing that Cutler Quain got his taken out as well. But I'm assuming mm, yes, it would seem and, so. And maybe Rex's mates on oh, the yeah, uh, and Wolf. Rebels. That's it. That's yeah, naughty yeah, boys. Yeah. Yeah, they're just loving life. They're just drinking the beerios all day long. I think those lads. <laughs> and a couple of Kef you beers know. on that glass planet. And, uh, like after once those guys like turn up on Rebels, that's it. Like Rex is like, yeah, see you later, guys. I'm going to leave you now. <laughs> I found <laughs> new it. friends. Yeah. See you on Endor. Yeah. Don't get him started. Don't get him started. That's Don't trigger me. <laughs> uh, i tell you what, though. I, this this uh, show is done one of my favorite things in all of Star Wars. And it's yeah. it's really putting the, the, the theme of family on as center stage, you know, because everyone in this show, it, I mean, the Bad Batch kind of function as, as a family anyway, you know, yeah. and now you have Amiga in the mix and Hunter is like that father figure. And I feel like everyone else is like brotherly figures, right? Mm-hmm. Like Rekka yeah, yeah. and Omega just feel like brother and sister, like older yeah, yeah. brother, younger sister. And it's, it's so funny. They're, they are they're dynamic. It's so sweet. But I'm watching this show and I'm like, man, I can't wait for my nephew to watch this. Cause I do yeah. think it's just, um, it's not just an empty show. Right, it's not just mind-numbing rubbish. It, it really does actually have some lovely moments in it. Yeah, and I think was it you, Matty Boy, mentioned earlier the scene when Wrecker just prepares a room for her yeah. in the mm. ship. It's just, it's so sweet. It is mm-hmm. so so sweet. Um, so I, I hopefully we're going to see some more of that. Uh, that is unless sniper head snipers Amiga's head off. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you, <laughs> Stuart? Go on, mate. No, I just on that on that subject. They do that really well. I, I don't know how they do it, but they seem to get the tone just right so that you don't necessarily. Like you could sit and watch it with your nephew, and he doesn't have to have seen the original trilogy or the prequels or Rebels or Clone yeah. Clone Wars, and they yeah. they get the toe just right, so you can just watch it as a standalone series, and that's a real strength of it. But for people like me who's like just drinking up the the canon at the moment, you know, you guys got me into into canon. Um, nice. It's great, you know. I, I, I kind of you know, give me more, and but it works both ways, really, which I think is the the, the genius and a real strong point of the show. Mm. Yep, Andre, definitely. Mate. Yeah, no, I think that the only thing that is possibly going to come between Omega and Wrecker and their relationship are explosives. <laughs> I I love that scene. I love the scene when he fights the proton torpedoes. Kissing it. <laughs> it's like you guys want a room? Yeah, also, poor old Omega's going to get blown up. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say, Andre? Oh, I hope not. I hope not. But man, I, I just I just love his um, <laughs> his love for his explosives. Mm. Yeah, he, uh, he loves an explosive session. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a bit. There is, like you said, there's something for everyone. For those who want to see the the grittier side, you got Crosshair just being a 
menace as you mentioned you've got the nicer side uh you know the star warsy side with uh the banter uh we get the drama we get the connective tissue between uh certainly revenge of the sith and now uh coming into the original trilogy with tarkin and that so they're doing that nicely but we're, we're halfway through now so we know we've got eight episodes left of this season for you all for you uh fellas what is it now? What do, what do you want to see happen in the next eight episodes? And what don't you want to see? Is there anything you think, right, we're, we're here now. We're at a pretty decent point. What don't you want to see happen? And is there anything that, do you know what? I really would like this to happen. For me, obviously, more Cad Bane. But any, as much Bane as they can give me. Uh, what don't I want to happen? Um, first of all, I don't want them to lose momentum. I want them to, I mentioned it on the other recap. I want them to keep the momentum they've got now. Like, from seven to eight, there was a continuation of that story. I want episode nine onwards to be a continuation. I don't want any more side quests in this season. I want it to lead to something big. But um, let's go. Who should, who, should, who should we handpick? Eeny, mini mine, and Mo Andreas. What do you want to see? And what don't you want to see in the final part? I don't want to see too many more cameos of already known characters. Yeah. One more would be good. Mm-hmm. Um Although, I mean, I just, you know, I just lost it over Cad Bane. So, obviously, if they do it, you know, with the right, what, execution? Oh, uh, yes. I've been waiting all night to drink this beer. (laughs) It's too early for beer here, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Over in Oregon, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get into trouble for that one. But, um, (laughs) no. You know, I, I think that... You know, if it's done right, fine. I would yeah. be, I would be okay with one more. I would love to, to like just, just in one episode, like uh, something with Hera Sindola or something. You know, just, oh. just coming in would be, would be wonderful. You know, mm. just looking at the timeline, mm-hmm. it could well, be fun. I, that way. I, I do want to see, I do want to see the Bad Batch starts to get a purpose other than just surviving. Yeah. And and sure. of course they have a purpose in the sense of protecting Omega and now of course getting her back and 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 all of that. But even beyond that, kind of their place in the galaxy. Um, so I, I'd like to to see them kind of find their place. Uh, uncomfortable it might be, be in this just changing empire. Mm-hmm. I forgot they've got to get Omega back as well. A, a rather large um, plot thread that needs to be tied up. Oh, yeah, Omega's gone. And our yes. boy, Cad Blaine, the blue beefcake. Yes. Got her. Of course, the Kaminoans want her back. So is he going to be an antagonist to the Bad Batch? Because all he's doing is giving her back to the Kaminoans. You know, how how, how are they going to win the time? Because I don't think you bring Cad Bane back, who is so beloved within, you know, within the wider community, the canon community fans. People love Cad Bane. I don't think you bring him back for a one-off episode uh, one-off cameo mm. but um Stuart, mate what are, what are you hoping happens or anything you kind of hope they sidestep well first of all i'm gutted because i didn't think we were authorized to use the e-word um I thought, <laughs> oh yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> i missed out on that one um i'd like to obviously i've gone about it on about it a lot tonight because it's driving me crazy i obviously want to see the big mystery of uh, omega be revealed mm-hmm. well yeah. as, a, as an aside i'd like to see a bit more of um you know, the, the kind of rise of the stormtroopers, I guess, where where are they coming from and what's going to happen yeah. with the clones? You know, we've got kind of this beginnings of the Empire, haven't we? Um, it's, we're in a messy period, aren't we? You know, war doesn't just end, does it? It's, it's kind of a bit messy afterwards. And you've got the sparks of rebellion, but you've also got the, the rise of the Empire with the, the chain codes and things like that. So I'd like to see a bit more of that explored. You know, how do the, mm. uh, how do the Empire kind of um, coerce the, the, you know, the, the galaxy? Um, I like to be bothered. What I don't want to say, I, d- I don't think I necessarily 
want to see any Jedi. I think this is this this mm-hmm. this series mm-hmm. belongs to the, belongs to the clones and the, obviously the Bad Batch. Having said that, uh, along with Andreas, if one did appear, of course I'd go crazy. Uh, but at the mm. moment, I don't think it's it's necessary. We obviously it was necessary at the start um, to to give context to where we were in the timeline. But after that, I don't I don't think we necessarily need to see any any Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Show. What about you, Luke, mate? Yeah, I was I was going to say, man. Like, I, I I want to see more of where the Empire is at because that was one of the most appealing uh, points for me when the show was announced. So I was kind of lukewarm on it. Pun, eh? Hmm. Oh, wink. And, <laughs> and then as as it went on, I was like, hang on, you know what? This is actually a really interesting time period, right? It's just after Order sixty six. So let's see where it goes. And as Stuart said, with the uh, chain codes and stuff, that is sick. I love all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to maybe see a wee bit more of that. And I think we are seeing it, but let's see how the rest of the season unfolds. Here, here's a point for people. Do people think that this series is at all too similar to the Mandalorian? Because there was a lot of people saying that, I think more toward the start of the series. How how are we feeling now that we're halfway through this uh, debut season? Um, I don't think it's, I think it's deviated off of that course now. I right. think for now, yes, we've still got the obvious similarity and parallels with uh, Omega, Grogu, and then you've got the, the Mandalorian who isn't, you wouldn't think is like guardian or parental material. Same as the bad batch. These a bounty hunter and like war, war hardened soldiers. You know, wow. They've got that, but the way they're approaching it is different. Obviously, because Omega is a, is a human clone. She's more animated, but again, excuse the pun. She can talk. Whereas obviously Grogu, the mystery is because we know nothing about him and he's Yoda's species. Whereas with yeah. Omega, they've been able to kind of give us a bit more about her and, there's mm-hmm. less side missions here, and it seems a little bit more focused at times. And this, and you know how much I love Mando, so I think they've kind of gone off that path a little bit for now. Uh, what about you guys, uh, Stuart, mate? It should be exactly the same as the Mandalorian, but it's not. Like you say, it's got the echoes of it. You've got the the, the, the mystery okay. child uh, tagging along with him, but I, I don't see that. It's a bit like the people who say uh, the Force Awakens is a copy of a New Hope. I don't, I don't get that at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be similarities. It's Star Wars, but but no, no, it's. Um, and that's why I think it doesn't necessarily need uh, the Force or Jedi. And it's, uh, having said that, Omega will probably turn out to be a Jedi. But um, <laughs> but, but no, I, it, it's not. It just feels it feels separate. It's obviously, in a different timeline, uh, different characters. There's just obviously slight similarities, but there always will be with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But you, Andreas? Yeah, I think that the similarities are just on the surface. Only if you look at the most top surface level do you see similarities. You know, okay, yes, there is a youngling, there is a child here, you know, and and yeah. there's mm-hmm. there are people protecting the child. But that's like where the similarities really end, uh, because the yeah. feel, like the feeling of of Bad Batch is so completely, completely different uh, than the Mandalorian, I would say, and uh, and the stakes are different. So stakes, good man. Oh. <laughs> Getting get the stakes in there. Um, uh, before I've got, before, I've got one more thing I want to hit for, ask you guys. But Luke, what you? I'll throw the question to you though. Mando, Bad Batch. Is, is there a real similarity there? I mean, yeah. As much as uh, any Star Wars kind of comic. Uh, live action film series there's always going to be similar beats right and yeah. i think that's an important thing uh it, it it makes 
it feels Star Warsy. But for me, this series is bringing a fresh approach to it. Like this seems like it's uncharted territory with the time that we're exploring, but also the characters are really different to anything else we've had before. I, listen, I think this is a really, really good animated show, and mm. I think it is. You know, for the kids growing up on this, you know, I think they're very fortunate because they're growing up on one of the strongest first seasons to a Star Wars animated show ever. So that's my two pennies worth, mate, boy. Yep, nice one. Andreas, what have you got to say, my friend? Well, I just I just have a question for you guys, and this is a quick one, just a yes or no, basically. So there's been talk about Cad Bane. Uh, before he showed up here, right? So are we going to see Cad Bane in the Book of Boba Fett, you know, and, and mm-hmm. because there's so much love for, for Cad Bane. Question, do you think with his appearance in Bad Batch that the chances yes. have increased mm-hmm. or decreased for his appearance in live action? Oh. oh right. Uh, whilst we're humming and are in, what do you think, Stu? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's a reaction to, I think uh, people wanted to see Cad Bane, didn't they? And, and I yeah. think, do, I mean, I know you talk about fan service before, there's nothing wrong with that, and I agree with that. Um, so I think it's it's increased just simply because they've had they've had a, a bit like Ahsoka, had this character, and the fans fell in love with with her. Um, similarly with Cad Bane, I think they, they listened to the fans in, in a, to a certain degree. So I could see him turning up in, in the book of Boba Fett, and I'd like to see it as well. Yeah, what about you, Luke, mate? It's a hard question, man. I think that, I don't know, the, the benefit to the, to the Cad Bane fans, the Cad Bane mandems, yeah. is that Dave Filoni is involved in both of these projects, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say if that wasn't the case, then I'd say no, your chances of him appearing in both of those are, are pretty much zero because the creators aren't going to want to tread on each other's feet. Whereas... Actually, dare I say, I think because Dave has included it, uh, Cad, in this series, I think, no, there is actually a nice chance that we could maybe see him in Book of Boba Fett. But mm. again, it, it does come down to the magical uh, E mm. word, the execution That's what it comes down to, though. That is what it comes down to, right? Because Mm. in live action, it could be like, hang on, who's this guy? What is he going to be? Is he going to be like animatronic? Is it going to be mocap CG? It it (laughs) could be really poor. So I don't know. But like I think Andrea said, you know, for for the time being anyway, in Dave Filoni, we trust, right? Mm. So Mm -hmm. there we go. There there is a, my biggest worry about Thrawn is, how are they going to make him look Good, right. and they, and it, you could easily say, yeah, blue face face paint, but the eyes, you got to make those eyes look good. And Cad Bane is, you know, Dur- Duros, blue blue skin, big old red bulbous size. You've got to make that good look good in in live action. But I think they could with a mixture of um, prosthetics, practical effects, and maybe a little bit of mocap. I think they could do it. But um, had he not been in the Bad Batch, if we got through to the end of season one and it wasn't the Cad Batch, he wasn't around, I would have thought. I can't really see him showing up in the book of Boba Fett. Um, I don't, maybe this is them testing the waters as I say, like, you know, is Cad still cool? Do people still like him? I think the reaction says, uh, yes. yes. Um, but I think it, but it also could be like you say, the jumping off point. Let's bring him back in the bad batch and then un- unleash him in the book of Boba Fett. Or it could just be a one-off. I hope we get to see more of Cad Bane. Cause I do think he's one of the best, um, out of movie characters 
that we've that that's been written. I generally do. I think he's he's so cool. The things he's done, the people he's gone up against and survived, like realistically, I think I think he's fantastic. So um, there's Cad Bane. F- uh, again, this is this is almost like a yes or no. This is a yes or no answer actually for 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 all of you now. For last one for me. Will we will we find out the mystery of Amiga by the end of season one, and will any of our main characters die? Will they bite the bullet? Uh, Stuart, Amiga, will we find out who who what she who or what she is, and is anyone going to die? Yes, we'll find out who she is. Um, nobody will die, as you know. I've, I've, this is one of my Patreon questions. Nobody dies in Star Wars. Yeah, Nobody's ever really gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andreas, mate. We will find out some of who she is, um, and no one will die. All right, Luke. Very good uh, answer, Andreas. I think we're going to find out more about Omega, uh, <laughs> but we'll have the repercussions of that in season two. Yeah. Yep. Anyone? Uh, anyone biting the bullet? Crosshair? You reckon he's going to make a sacrificial sacrifice? That's the same thing in this season, or uh, is he sticking around? He'll stick around. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I don't think there'll be any uh, major deaths. I think we'll be left on a huge cliffhanger at the end of this uh, this season. Mm-hmm. Build up oh. to season two. I'd agree with yeah. that, mate. I'd agree with yeah. that. I, I, agree, I agree with what you've all said. I think we'll find something out about Omega, even if it's not everything. I think we'll find something. We'll get confirmation about one fairly uh, big part of her. Uh, is anyone going to bite the bullet? I don't think anyone. No, I don't think any of the batch are. I don't think Crosshair is. You know, maybe, maybe Rampart, the Imperial officer, someone of that level who is kind of like, oh, I remember him. Now he's gone. So, um, but I think that, that's it for me. Luke, have you got anything you want to uh, test the lads on? Um, yeah, go on. And what is the capital of North Korea? No, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did anyone answer that? Beyond oh. Young. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, lad. All right. <laughs> Bonus points. Uh, all right. Next question. <laughs> no, that is yeah. it, mate. But I think this has been great because we could sit here all day and talk more about Bad Batch and Great Styles. But yeah. I think that was like a nice little neat package of Bad Batch goodness. I am so excited for the rest of the season. Mm. Uh, this season so far, out of 10, Ooh. Stuart. Eight and a half. Oh, there that's go. high. It's high. It's very it's high. It's very high. Matty boy. <sighs> so far for the first, I'm going to go eight out of 10 for the first half. Wow. Andreas. Yeah, I'm going to go eight too. Wow. wow. Luke, I said, where are you going? Five? Se- <laughs> seven out of ten. Yeah. Going for a seven out that's, of ten. That's fair enough. The bad batch approves to be the good batch. Yeah, that's not bad, but what I'm interested in as well is when we get to the end of the season, we'll look we'll all, all we'll all look back at this and think, right, eight and a half, eight, eight and a seven. Where has that gone up? Has it gone down? Has it moved? That's what I'm interested right. in is where are we gonna be at the end of this season? And I've no idea. But uh, Stuart, Andreas, before we uh, before we kick you off the Falcon in the escape pod have you got anything else you wanted to throw in or any anything you just had to say about the Bad Batch? Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, more of the same, please. Bring it on. I, I'm, I'm yes. thirsty for more. Yes. Uh, the Telford tank That's spits it. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Andreas, mate, anything you want to chuck in for the last minute? Uh, no, nothing that hasn't already been said. I'm just, I'm just really enjoying the ride. 
What a lad. I just want to shout out Stuart. I didn't actually see this. We have a little IM chat on our recording software, <laughs> and, and Stuart actually wrote the answer to the Capital North <laughs> in the IM chat. So uh, I think that's a really nice place to end it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I said the Capital, but I've also written it in as well. So, yeah, I think that's oh, it. Oh, very yeah. good. So, very I'm so good. I wouldn't have Stuart for spelling it right, though. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart, you win this round of stuff. Oh, well, sessions round table. Um, yeah. Well, that, that, that is going to be it. Stuart, Andreas, honestly, thank you both so much for coming on. They're both patrons of the show. Uh, we wanted to get them on the show because, well, they support the show in such a wonderful way. Plus, they're top lads, as you've just heard. Thank you both for coming on and giving your time today. Yeah, pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. No, uh, yeah, Luke, and hope- thanks for coming on as well, mate. Yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, no, thanks. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah. This was really nice. Come back next week. <laughs> Yeah, I might. I might come back next <laughs> yeah. week. I might come back next week. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, thank you, guys. We hope you've all enjoyed the Bad Batch uh, mid-season review. Let us know what you thought about, well, what we said. Is, if anyone said anything you agree with, disagree with, keep it civil. Uh, what do you think of the Bad Batch as well? This half, are you enjoying it? Are you disappointed? What would you give it out of 10? We'd love for you to hear it. You know where you can find us. Just search for Star Wars Sessions across all of these socials go to starwarsessions.co.uk and if you want to be a patron you can do uh, patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions and the amount of filth on there luke is positively foaming isn't it yeah i've heard that someone signed up to the patreon actually saw how much content was on there and died because there was so much on there so well we got dark pretty quickly so there you yeah. go <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking. checking it hasn't happened we're a light-hearted <laughs> star wars podcast guys come on come on luke became crosshair for a, a sniper <laughs> for a few minutes there. hey maybe i have one of those chips in my head i don't know yeah yeah but, uh, we've, we've yeah. had enough chips i've seen you the last few weeks um yeah. french fries oh no that sounds awful oh no I mean, I've literally seen you eating chips, not that you've become me. <laughs> my, voice, my voice literally like, come on, mate, put on a few pounds. Yeah, uh, I, I, no, I'm turning into it now. No, I, I meant that Luke eats chips, not that he's No, we did. It's, because, it's because we've had a fry-up <laughs> and we have both, Matty Boy and I, have chips with our fry Anyway, we're going stupidly off topic. Yes. Stuart, thanks for joining us. Andreas, thanks for joining us. <laughs> and uh, I suppose may the force be with you always. See ya. And also with you. And with those spirits. See you. Chips. <laughs> Filth. <laughs> <laughs>